Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you've got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. For the record, I, uh, Anthony Muse, uh, 27th, 26th District. <laughs> I get the sixes and sevens mixed up, but this is 507. And this is the one that would extend the amount of time that the court can dismiss the charge of a defendant who is incompetent to stand trial and who was charged with first degree murder or sexual assault. In March, 2023, Maryland State Senator Anthony Muse was introducing a new bill, SB 507, to a Senate committee in Annapolis. It changes uh, that time period from five years to a reasonable time of 10 years. And also, this legislation would allow the actual victim or the victim's representative to petition the court to extend the time for dismissal of certain charges against a defendant who was found incompetent to stand trial. This bill is in direct response to what Troy Turner and his family have been going through. So the question comes, why is this important? This legislation is important because of the victims like my panelists from whom you'll hear, Mr. Troy Turner, who must have a voice. And I think once you hear his story today, you'll understand why we need this bill. Troy is sitting in the gallery, waiting his turn to speak, wearing his signature uniform, a T-shirt with pictures of a smiling Sarah and Jacob. I guess before I get into the story... Uh, and, the first, and just for the record, you're Mr. Uh, my name's Troy Turner. Thank I'm the father of Sarah and Jacob Hoggle. Some of you may not already know who they are. They're my two children who were taken, and um, their mother murdered them. After the crushing disappointment of the murder charges against Catherine being dismissed, this feels like a way for Troy to keep his fight alive. I've been trying to find them ever since to bring them home for a peaceful rest. Today, Catherine is still living at Perkins, 
but she's only committed civilly, not criminally, which means that in time, if doctors sign off, she could eventually leave the psychiatric hospital and begin to ease back into life on the outside. We reached out to Catherine, both directly and through her lawyer, and never heard back from her. I have a son now who was six at the time and is now 14. And very soon I figured we're going to have to sit down and tell him that as her third intended victim, the police believe and we know she was coming back for him. Troy wants a 10-year window of incompetency before murder charges can be dismissed. In fact, there was a 10-year window for capital crimes, including murder, until the state of Maryland repealed the death penalty in 2013. As her third intended victim, we're going to have to sit him down and tell him that she's out there at some point. From everyone who I've spoken to, it doesn't seem like it's going to be very long, quite frankly. Troy believes that this expanded time frame would have given Perkins more time to treat Catherine or catch on to any deliberate efforts she may have taken to remain deemed incompetent. We're basically just asking you to fix that oversight and put the 10-year period back for the egregious acts that would be capital offenses. As the law now stands, it's pretty much it's the same bar if you murder two children or if you steal a $1,500 television. I'm Beth Karras, and this is Unrestorable an original podcast from Anonymous Content and iHeartRadio. It's it's weird because you know something's coming, but it's it's almost like if you have an elder in your family who's been sick for a long time and you know they're going to die, but then when they pass, it's like you're still never really prepared even though you knew it was coming. It was kind of like that. We we knew what was coming, but the feeling still hit. The anger is still there. The disappointment in the system. When Beth and I met with Troy, his wife Stephanie, and Matt Allegi in Matt's suburban law office after the charges against Catherine were dismissed, the three of them looked tired and defeated, like they hadn't slept for months. I feel like I let down Sarah and Jacob. Troy typically gregarious, was subdued, a ball cap pulled low over his eyes. Stephanie, always warm and a bit high-strung, was doubly anxious and appeared to be subsisting on mostly energy drinks. Matt seemed unsure of what might be helpful. They were lost, unmoored, and now facing a terrible prospect, grappling with the grief they've been carrying for almost a decade in the absence of a clear purpose. Having the charges dismissed, I, I mean, we have lots of you on record about how devastating it is, but does does the advocacy feel different? Like, does it feel like you're coming at this from a totally different place, or does it feel like you're still just every day more of the same for Sarah and Jacob? I don't think those two are, like, exclusive from each other. I mean, it's, like, kind of both. I mean, it's... It's, you know, we have a lot of the same conversations, but then it extends into things like protecting our family, protecting our son. So now it's like, where do we go from there in terms of, I mean, she can't get questioned or anything. You know what I mean? Like there's there's really no recourse 
because the only person who really knows what happened right at this point is her and the only people who may know something would be the people who were around her then so it's kind of like okay so we really don't have any way to even go after information at that point other than just advocating trying to figure out kind of just off ways to put pressure or i, I mean like it's like i don't even know what to do at that point so it's you know at that point you know matt stephanie myself we have to sit down and go okay so now where do we go from here to me anyway like i feel almost like i'm i'm like lost like i'm like on this trip and now i'm in the middle of nowhere not quite sure which way to go at that point but i know i gotta go somewhere troy is particularly worried that he might not be notified about Catherine's potential release that she might be moved to a lower security unit and try to escape so it goes to a civil commitment for Catherine which means we are supposedly going to get updates if she's kind of, I believe she's moved facilities if she dies. There are certain things we would get updates on. The state's attorney's office, the police don't get updates on anything. Uh, We're not so sure, you know, we don't have a lot of faith in the system at this point, much less in Perkins that they're going to be held accountable for anything. So we're we're hoping that we're kept abreast of what's going on so that that allows us to keep the people around us safe. Once she's deemed not dangerous, then she will walk out those doors and she could move next door to you. You wouldn't know it. Catherine would have to go through a lot of doors before she could move out on her own. She still has to be found not a danger to herself or others and be put on a discharge plan. The state could also bring charges against her down the road, once she's been found sufficiently competent for release. It's worth noting that Perkins has since updated their policy on -on one-on-one therapy for patients. But the new guidelines note that the hospital, quote, endeavors to protect incompetent to stand trial and pretrial patients from any adverse legal consequences that may arise out of individual therapy. It's a long and potentially difficult road. But it's one that Catherine's mother, Lindsay, is still willing to walk with her. For Lindsay, everything about this case has been loaded with ambivalence. And that now includes Catherine's charges being dismissed and her ongoing civil commitment. You know, I go out anywhere and I think, oh, you know, I see those cute earrings. That would look good on Catherine. And you realize, you know, she wears basically prison garb. I mean, you know, we bought her some, she asked for a coat because the the board gets so cold. So her dad got that. And I've sent her things like that. I've sent her like, you know, books, like puzzle type books. Um, But it's like being in prison, you know, but as a friend of mine said, she's warm, she's safe. I mean, within reasons I can, you know, it's it's just hard some of the patients that she has to deal with. you know, it's 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 not any kind of existence, really. Do you have any sense of what her day to day life is like right now? They're very strict. I mean, you know, all along they're like, we're not going to let her have extra privileges because it's high profile. I'm like, I don't expect you to. Um, you know, I mean, they have different activities. I mean, but they don't have really privileges of any sort. I mean, people think that they're living a luxury life. They don't have the internet. They have restricted television, restricted movies. When it's COVID lockdown, they can only move around on their ward. 
Um, it has access to an outdoor area, but it has to be warm enough. Lindsay's primary goal now is to get Catherine the help she believes she needs. You know, she may be released. I, I don't think that the court has, that they have a, you know, much choice at some part, you know. And my only comment to her was, if you're released in any, you know, program, which you never know, but I would hope they would have a, like a step down, you know, integration into normal life. I said, it's not okay for you to be released without knowing what happened to Sarah and Jacob. And so she always says, nothing happened. And I said, well, then t without knowing where Sarah and Jacob are, it, it, you know, good, bad or ugly. We just, it's time, it's become where it's cruel not to tell us. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. But that hope, that Catherine will one day lead people to the kids, it's not easy to hold on to that hope. Does she imagine a world or does she talk about a world in which she's reunited with all three children? Um, she has. 
she has, you know, and part of that has been me saying, you understand that, you know, if the charges are dropped, it's not just you're free to go get the children and raise your children. Now, I'm not sure how much of that is in her disordered thinking and how much is real. But the question of where Sarah and Jacob or their remains might be, or Catherine's continued insistence that they are still alive, or even that Catherine is pretending to be delusional, those aren't the most pressing fears Troy and Stephanie have right now. We're probably more terrified right now than we've ever been. The idea that Catherine might look to reunite with her oldest son, to seek him out in any way, is a worry that keeps them up at night, ruminating about all of the awful possibilities. I mean, what can you even do at this point? I mean, I'm with him almost all the time, you know. Um, I mean, he obviously goes to school and stuff, but, you know, we have safety plans in place at the school. You know, for years I've been doing, you know, a lot of things to um, keep him protected. Um, but it's it's hard, and I know that she wants to reconcile with him. There's absolutely no reason she's not going to try to show up somewhere where he is. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think she's going like, to show up at my front door where she knows I am or something. But if she can figure out somewhere where she thinks he might be, there's nothing to stop her from showing up. I mean, what, what's going to stop her? What, the police may come and then what? And say stop or we'll say stop again? So now you just have to deal with a huge amount of fear that compounds the grief you've already been living in for years. Do you think you could get a protective order, a kind of like a permanent order? There's no, there's no way to. What, for, I mean, think about it. If, I mean, battered women who have been beat up and put in the hospital can't get a protective order until they're damn near killed. And that's yeah. why you have women who die in those situations, you know, because nobody wants to do nothing until something already happens. It's the same thing. These feelings of powerlessness of being forced to sit on his hands to wait for another very bad thing to happen is part of what propelled Troy to pursue legislative change. We try to change it going forward for other families and other people, other victims. Uh, we try to change it hopefully at some point going forward for us. So, I mean, where we're at is it's we have to get this changed and fix it so other people don't go through it this way. I saw a reporter speaking about it, and the anchor asked him, what, you know, so what is the state doing to make sure this doesn't happen again? And he just kind of stopped. He said, well, nothing. He was like, in, in the current system, this could happen over and over again. My name's Troy Turner. I want to thank you guys for hearing me out first. I'm the father of three children. Uh, two of them were murdered by their mother at ages two and three. In April 2023, Troy was back at the State House in Annapolis to push for reform. His bill had been passed through a Senate committee, and he was now appearing before a House committee. He was given two minutes to make his case. One by one, she took my kids by age, youngest to oldest at age two, age three, and then my five-year-old, thank God, she was stopped before she got him. He's still a minor, and I am terrified that she's going to get out and come after him. Like I said, she's under a civil commitment, so that could be at any point in time. We just want to fix what was broken by accident. 
Troy wasn't the only person who spoke that day in support of the bill. Senate Bill 507 is necessary to protect public safety, but it also continues to protect the rights of defendants with disabilities. That's Tracy Varda of the Baltimore City State's Attorney's Office. She runs the mental health courts in Baltimore City on behalf of her office. So this 10-year provision needs to be reinstated for the following reasons. First of all, currently, Criminal Procedure 3-107 allows dangerous defendants to walk free. Second reason, 10 years will allow more time for dangerous defendants to receive treatment and become competent. Thirdly, this bill protects the defendant's rights. Importantly, the judge still retains the right to dismiss any charges at any time the court believes is unjust, and this only applies to dangerous defendants. There was also opposition to changing the statute. My name is Mary Paizo. I'm the supervising attorney for the Forensic Mental Health Division of the Office of the Public Defender, and I'm respectfully requesting that the committee issue an unfavorable report on Senate Bill 507. Mary Paizo of the Public Defender's Office was calling in from her car. It's her job to provide legal counsel and advocacy for people with mental health issues who are involved in the criminal justice system. And she worried that changes to this bill would lead to an erosion of rights for defendants, not an increase in rights for victims. The amendments to Criminal Procedure 3107 are unnecessary, clinically inappropriate, and inconsistent with constitutional principles regarding those deemed incompetent to stand trial. Tying a further increase in length of hospitalization to the severity of the crime is based on a rationale of punishment rather than treatment, even though these individuals have not yet, and in fact may never be convicted of any crime. But in the end, it was a father's grief that echoed through the chamber. One man against a system, determined to create purpose from his personal tragedy, no matter how painful. I'll be very honest with you, it's not easy for me to come here and relive this. Even if changing this statute could never turn back the clock. I've been doing it over the past few years. I've been here several times. Please do not make me come back again and do this. Please fix this while you can. It needs to be fixed now. I heard later that when Troy spoke, some of the committee members had tears in their eyes. But in the end, it didn't matter. In late April, Matt emailed. He said the bill didn't pass the House. Everyone's a little worn down right now, he said. This was the last major card Troy had to play. For now, nothing would change. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... 
a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's chill mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. For the next few months, it was hard for Beth and I to get Troy and Stephanie on the phone. Matt told us they needed a break. They seemed more insular in their grief, more exhausted by so many defeats, less galvanized by the fight, and less convinced that putting everything out there, sharing the intimate details of the horror they've been living with for nine years, was going to help them move forward in any way. How, how have you sort of, how, how are you channeling things right now? But eventually, in August, we did connect. So we keep in touch with our PI and see if there's anything that we can run with him, um, if we can come up with searches. For years, Troy had been working with a private investigator who ran his own searches for the kids, followed up leads, all pro bono. He wasn't able to turn up much that the police didn't already know. In this case, it's been all dead ends. Stephanie, God bless her now she does it, but she mans the page, you know, and she talks to people and puts stuff out there. Just stuff like that. Uh, we're going to be fighting, obviously, you know, to get law changes done. And as new information comes up, then whenever appropriate, we'll run searches. We're looking for new ways to search. We're looking at, um, I don't even remember what the initials are, but we're trying to look into some kind of, like what the is heat, this stuff? The yeah. heat, um, yeah. It's like, the, you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. I just can't think of it off the top yeah, of my head. I can't remember what it's called. It's three initials, that thing. So, I mean, we're, we're looking at new ways, but, and I think that's just it. Like, none of it has to do with just, you know, throwing pictures out there and hoping someone saw something at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's, that's, for lack of a better term, that's pretty useless to us at this point because it's just, it's, that's been done, you know, for nine years now. It's, 
We've talked to people who have viable stories. We've talked to people who are just crazy. We've talked to people who, quite frankly, don't mean any malice or trying to give false leads, but they just really want to help so bad when they see something that maybe possibly could have been halfway coincidental, then they make it something that it wasn't because they want to help so bad. It's counterintuitive, but the overwhelming public involvement in this case, the generation of thousands of leads, many from people who believe they're helping, actually complicates things for the family and maybe for any future prosecution of Catherine. Well, now it's all stuff that either we have to run out or let's say they do rearrest Catherine. Let's say they actually get to a point where they're pressing charges. Well, we just gave her her case for reasonable doubt because there's a thousand leads that were never run. There's 10,000 leads that were never run. That's Troy and Stephanie's friend and lawyer, Matt. Right. No, but I'm saying there's a thousand newer ones even, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time there's a news story, they get a call from Australia. At the same time, they get a call from Scotland. I see the kids. Yeah, we've had, we've had several leads in Scotland. Do you think that Catherine will ever tell you what happened to the kids that night? No. I don't think she will. Uh, there's no, there's nothing in it for her to do it. For years, as Troy has advocated for Catherine to be prosecuted, he's made clear that he's not simply seeking to punish her, that his desire for a trial isn't just about vengeance. Troy believes that the threat of prison, real prison, not being confined in a high-security psychiatric facility, is the only thing that might finally push Catherine to reveal what happened the night of September 7th, 2014. She, she said she's not safe in jail. And now that crucial piece of leverage is all but gone. There's really no one pressing her in order for that to even happen. The institution itself of the courts, the, you know, the justice system isn't pressing her. Uh, in fact, they're protecting her. Uh, Perkins isn't pressing her. Troy will never stop looking for Sarah and Jacob. And with Stephanie's help, he'll do everything he can to protect his oldest son. There's no end of the road there. So we keep fighting, we keep looking. If we never find him, I'll die looking. But the path ahead is murky. There's no real recovery for this family. Just the day-to-day of putting one foot in front of the other, under the watch of two children now present, only in the pictures that line their walls. Often, when you lose someone, you have a place where you can memorialize them. You go to a gravesite and spend time with them. You have an urn that reminds you they were once here. Do you have some version of that where you can kind of spend time with them? Or is that just a key thing that you've been lacking that you need? I mean, I don't know. People, uh, it's like, I don't even like when people use words like closure. Um, There's no closure to this. I mean, if we found their bodies today, it's not closure. My kids are gone. So I mean, like for me, I don't know. Um, I think Stephanie may have a different opinion, like on probably what I think I need or whatever. Cause sometimes, you know, I just, you know, whatever, I don't know. Even if their bodies are there, you know, they're not there. My mm-hmm. kids aren't in my life anymore. They're not here. Mm-hmm. To you is the accountability part, almost sort of the bigger part because, you know, I think that's, I think that would be something that would be helpful. I mean, there's like no cure for it, you know, but it would be helpful if I didn't feel like 
someone just took them and and it's fine. You know, like, oh, that's cool. They took your kids. Okay, whatever. They killed your kids. Cool. Okay. It's like, what the hell is that? You know? I mean, I don't even think I really, like, care how the accountability came about. Like, if it's if it's she's in jail, if it's that they find her and they NCR and then she's at least locked away from society for 35 years. Or if, you know, she jumped out a window. I don't care. As long as there's some form of accountability there, that would be helpful. Stephanie, do you have a different or take on this or do you agree with Troy? I mean, I think the accountability is a huge part of it because, you know, to a lot of people, this is just a story and these are real kids. And, you know, my son is really missing his brother and sister. I know that he he wants them here. However, he needs that yes. like memorial piece. He needs that. And, and I can't. That's one thing I can't give to him. And she was just able to take them and all this suffering, all the trauma that my son has endured, like all the, I mean, it didn't, it, it, this is so layered. People will never, you know, it touches and or interferes with or hurts every part of everything and makes things, you know, creates things that you would have never had to deal with. Um, on, on every level, you know, every level in life. And when you say that your son needs a memorial piece, do you mean like an end to the not knowing? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, probably and something physical. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, he yeah. needs a place to say, I can talk to my brother and sister. This is where they are. That's really devastating. Yeah. Unrestorable is executive produced and hosted by me, Sarah Trelevin, and Beth Karras. Our story editor is Kathleen Goldhar. Mixing and sound design by Mitchell Stewart. For anonymous content, Jessica Grimshaw is our executive producer, Jennifer Sears is our executive in charge of production, and Nick Yanez is our legal counsel. For iHeart, executive producer Christina Everett and supervising producer Abu Zafar. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. 
Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 